0: nation building and the role of christians and so to everybody that are joining us right now on youtube and to everybody joining us on the facebook thank you for joining us and welcome uh you can make comments you can send in your questions if you have any questions and we will get them addressed So, thank you, Mr. Adeyee and Dr. Oni, for joining uh, this program. Thank you so much. It's really a privilege to have you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You're
0: welcome, sir. So, let's talk about Jesus. It's starting right now to all our viewers, both on Facebook and on YouTube. Welcome and thank you for joining us as we discuss issues and challenges of life, along with solutions from the Word of God. So, in opening today, of course, we are looking at nation, and we are also looking at the role of Christians. I'm sure this is not a topic. It's actually a case study of its own in each part of this topic. Uh, We're going to do everything that we can do today on it, and we continue some other day because it's very, very rich and important things to discuss. And of course, charity begins at home. Uh, So when we are talking about the nation, we have to talk about the people that made up a nation. And as Christians, so if you are people of faith, wherever you are watching us from, uh, know that we are addressing this from Christians' perspective, which is our faith. And so the Bible commands us to obey constitutional authority because they no government exists without God knowing about them. And of course, as Christians, we have roles to play, but where does our role get limited in this world? So we know that we are in the world, but we do not belong to the world. And for as long as we are here, we have to do everything to make it better. So today, uh, I need you to give the opening a statement on this because uh, it's not really a question per se when we talk about nation building and the role of Christians. So I'm as I'm saying that uh, every Christian should know. What they're supposed to do in time of building nation—is that a true statement, or it's just um, an abstract?
2: Uh, it's it's both. It's both. It's true in the sense that Christians live in a community, in a country, or in a nation. Uh, of course, the truth—the glory—the truth stems from the abstract. And the abstract is this. Welcome. We are all creation of God. God created...
1: I'm...
2: Yeah, go ahead, Mr. Redey. Okay. That uh, we are all creation of God. Regardless of our different religious beliefs, we all believe God created us. And in the process, God instituted some order in terms of governing uh, human relations. But for, for Christians in particular, we have to look at that's where I said the abstract comes in to the truth of the matter. That uh, we take the source from the Bible and we do know how nations were formed and then we can even uh, reduce it to the, the formation of the nation, the Jewish nation as an example such that even when they demanded for a king uh, God told them through for her Samuel that they should see what other the experiences of other people are and that is what will become their fate but they decided to go along with it and then they started having their kings and all the all the rest of it but beyond that we also recognize that the formation of nations and our countries. If we look at Romans 2, 12 to 14, because nations, when we define nations, we define it by the terms of their language, their culture, uh, their social practices, their psychological makeup, or their customs. Then when we look at Romans 2, uh, 12 to 14, it says that those who are in the law, uh, to be judged by the law, but those who live without the law—when there was no law—that is the biblical uh, the law. When there was no law, they will be judged by their conscience. So what means? What that means is that nations are, are also products of a conscience before the law, and after the law, Christians became uh, the 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 law, and then they have to exhibit the law. And the Christians in the Matthew 5 says that we are the light of the world. Uh, You know, we are the light of the world. Anyone that has a light cannot hide the light. So
0: speaking on on the light right there, Mr. Daddy, I want uh, Missus Dr. Oni to come in. Uh, And the statement that I made earlier is that uh, saying that every Christian should know their role uh, to play in nation, Dr. Nguyen, this is for you. Uh, is that an abstract or is just supposed to be a true statement that, hey, I'm the child of God, I know that I'm supposed to obey constituted authority, and then I follow suit, and I start to obey the constituted authority, knowing that we are discussing nation building and the roles of Christians.
1: Well, I believe that as Christians, we have to obey the um the 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 law and order of the nation that we are in because like you said earlier there is no authority that is in position that god does not know about but what but, as much as we want to obey the law and the order if it is against our uh, our faith if it is If it's going to make us to be turned against our God, of course, there's a limit to that obedience. For example, part of the obedience is that we need to, part of uh, obeying the constitution of the nation is pay your um, tax, obey the speed limits, don't do this. But anything that is now going to turn us against obeying the faith, that we believe the 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 faith of our lord jesus christ i mean we we are not going to do that
0: okay so mr Redey, uh like she just said so at what point can a christian faithfully at one point at what point can a christian faithfully disobey constituted authority <laughs> okay because yeah. i, okay. I, I I'm, I'm sure there will be at one point that that yes. will happen, so it's not yeah. really 100 that we obey the constituted authority. Yeah. Uh, for for example, the, the man that refused to bake cake for for the gay community or lesbian community, I don't remember which one in particular, but it was because of his faith. And then when you look at that, it's being disobedient and then the clerk that was fired for not issuing marriage certificate. So I'm sure for every individual at what point something like that is likely or may happen. So at one point generally can Christian disobey constituted authority? Okay.
2: Yes, I will look at it from two perspectives. Again, the abstract and the truth. The abstract is laws do not make themselves. Constituted authority does not just jump down from the sky. Human beings make these laws. So in the process of making the laws, the influence of the light that we have must have been embedded in those laws. Now, if we are not part of the making of the laws, we are not bound by it. If we are part, and that is where the truth comes in, if we are part of making the law, like in, like the examples that you gave, that we know how the Constitution of the United States and the various laws came about and how they had been manipulated over a period of time. So it is not just a question of obedience or disobedience. It's a question of whether the law itself satisfies uh, human, human freedom. It's uh, The Bible says in the presence of the Lord there is liberty. So it is a question of human freedom we are talking about now. So if there are people that have a particular faith that are saying this is my faith and I live in this environment, uh, the law must recognize that faith. Now if the law doesn't recognize that faith, the, the believer has a right to seek redress. Now, in the process, there may be a contradiction between different faiths. That's why I went back to the question of the abstract and the formation, the formation of laws, and the role that Christians will play, because uh, we live we know that we live in in a diverse environment. Not just in terms of our cultural dispositions, but humanity itself is so diverse that's why you will find uh, in the Bible when the was talking about his people he appealed to the king and then the king gives you daughters for them and all that this is what we should do to recognize their existence so in this particular case the 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 exhibition of our faith if the Lord denies it we are not bound to respect it now you can then say okay how do we go about fighting it or changing it and all that and all that but you see the thing is to to disobey a law is not just a question of refusing or refusal if that i'm not going to obey it it's a question of addressing it what what is it that is wrong in it that needs to be addressed and that was what happened with
0: that woman the clerk yes go ahead So speaking of addressing it, so, because when we're talking about uh, nation building, uh, we have to be able to see the good, the bad, and the ugly, in order to start to address the bad and the ugly from the perspective of the good. So to you, Dr. Oni, um, at what point should a Christian get involved, When things are not functioning, when the system is not functioning the way it's meant to be functioned, at what point should a Christian get involved?
1: Okay, thank you. I believe a Christian, and not just a Christian, the body of Christ in general, should be part of the nation where they belong right from the beginning. In terms of praying for the community. Like we were told at the service today that the nation of, I mean, I think South Korea, Mm -hmm. how they have been speaking, walking around, speaking into the environment, speaking in tongues, proclaiming Christ, taking charge of the atmosphere. That is what God called Christians, and the body of Christ into, to pray for the nation so that the nation can do the will of God, even starting from their constitution. The, the church is supposed to, 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 to pray the nation to what the nation should be. And the big role that the church has is also modeling Christ.
0: So, so, I'm sorry for so, cutting you off, but in, Christ, in modern in okay. Christ, how should we demonstrate to the people of the world? So, the first part you talk about with this uh, citing South Korea example, which is very great, but how can we demonstrate that? Because now that's basically talking about action. So, we pray and then we need to act. So, how can we as Christians demonstrate that part? because we cannot just continue to pray and say it's going to get good. So I know that I keep swapping my credit card, for example, and I'm praying, Lord, help me to get out of debt. But every time I go to the store, I go and swipe the card. Of course, God is helping me by providing all that I need, right, that is my belief, and I'm sure that is what God is doing. But I keep digging the o of debit, and I continue to pray. So what should be our action? as christians in order to get this address
1: our action as christians in order to get this address is living right living right just like you said you want to get out of debt, but you keep swapping that that card we have to live right we have to murder christ and if there's anything that any any law that does not go in line with 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 christ we should be able to say the truth for example, there are, some, there are some Christians that you ask them what is your stand about this situation. They will neither they will say they will neither say right nor wrong. They will be in between. So a Christian must be ready to call his paid his paid. Must, and truthfulness must be seen in, in, in a child of God. And when you do that, you'll be able to, to, to correct things. Not that you want to correct what you are also doing wrongly. I
0: don't like that So, so Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I'm, I'm sure we are getting, we are addressing this issue the way it should. So speaking of that, Mr. you so Dr. Olin spoke about taking the spiritual charge of the atmosphere, which is very good, which is the, uh, the, the, that should be the first thing to do. And then the action part of it, she just talked about that too, but I'm sure the list is not limited to that. So to you, uh, Mr. Odehdeyi, how can a Christian be actively participated in all this movement in order to bring <clears throat> change needed? Because we recognize that the, the, there is a problem and it needs to be fixed. And until it is fixed, the problem will not be solved. So, but yes. we need to take action. So on yes. your view, what do you think?
2: Okay, Um, I will start by making a small detour on this uh, credit card thing. You see, I think uh, people make a mistake. When you have a credit card and you swipe it, you have to pay the balance back. If you don't pay the balance, uh, your credit limit will start reducing until you have no credit at all so the that, that false notion if we look at it when mostly it's a rife is a popular saying in christendom that uh you know because if when, once you if you are going to spend ten dollars on an item and you swipe your card and you pay that ten dollars back you have not done anything wrong but if you don't pay it back your hundred dollar limit will come to zero and then you don't yeah, have any money yeah. to spend so, so that friendly? analogy,
0: that analogy uh-huh. is, I use is, it. Is, was used, that analogy yeah. I use, I use it simply to say that when one keeps digging hole, but knows that something is wrong, and yes. he continues to pray about it, but not yes. doing something about it, it's never yes. going to get out of it. That's where I'm going. That's where
2: I'm going. That's okay. I'm going. That, okay. that the, from, the way you approach issues, not you, the way we approach issues depends on how we define it so if we have a if we have a good definition of it okay like spiritual and action and praying you see by definition the Bible says uh, we are we are children of light so ordinarily there's no separation between the spiritual and the physical if you say you are a child of God you are automatically I assume you are automatically a child of light. And that light you should project onto anything that comes into play. And the Bible also says that the uh, creation is eagerly waiting for the earnest manifestation of the sons of God. So if we are the light, we embody the light, And uh, we are not manifesting. It's not reflecting in what we do. Then we are not manifesting the Son of whom we are. So if we have a problem on ground, like I said earlier, uh, we are not we are not separate from the society. We are part of the society. Now, if you live in a community, for example, let's take any issue in any community, and then they say, okay, come and vote on a particular issue. Right, and then you say, Okay, yeah, okay, let's pray about it. Let's see how God will ask me to vote on this particular issue. Then you pray about it, and God says, Vote in this particular manner. Then you, I mean, you have to vote in that particular manner. But if you don't put that particular issue before God, and all you care about is uh, what they call spiritual matters. You want to take care of the spiritual environment. Uh, God can answer any prayer. We know that. But you are not addressing the particular issue. So for the child of God, the question is, what are the particular issues? You mentioned movements the other time. There was a Black Lives Matter movement. Then All Blue Matters movement. Then All Lives Matter, this and all that. Everybody started doing their own thing but the core of the issue is what we are dealing with now in this country which is now a question of the soul what is the soul of america itself and that has affected the politics the political direction and even the evangelical movement in the country so the question is what lights are we bringing in to it. We have to be specific because light light is also specific, light in, uh, if you divide light, uh, scientists will say that if you divide light, you divide it in, there are seven major types that combine to form light. So you you have to be specific. What do we want? Do we just want peace or we want uh, a situation where evil will no longer remain and what are the manifestations of those evil now they are saying in some states they want to restrict certain people from voting most of the people that are being restricted from voting are black people like you and me uh recently we see what happened in atlanta with the killing the mother of those asian people so there is there is, a, there is racism or what they call institutional racism. So, are we going to pray against racism?
0: Well, we can pray Uh for, we can can pray against racism uh, in in the sense that when we're praying, we are praying about the hearts of Mm -hmm. the people. We know that somebody has to take action to commit crime that is racist in nature. And Mm -hmm. so, we can address that by praying for them, but Mm -hmm. we also do need to bring the awareness for them Uh, in order for them to get it because some people are not getting it simply because they refuse to learn. But speaking of of that, uh, Dr. O'Ne, speaking of that, uh, Mr. you mentioned uh, the manifestation of the Sons of God. So my question is, when would the Son of God be manifested when we are not taking action? And now I'm talking about Christianity in general. I'm not talking about any particular church or any particular denomination. I'm talking about the body of Christ. When we are not taking action, when will the Son of God manifest it?
1: Well, as as children of God, we need to take action. The, God, the Lord has not called the church to be passive. And what is the kind of action we have to take? It will start from the pulpit. Speaking the truth, speaking the truth of the Word of God, not not then doing in between two opinion the truth is the truth now if we mention racism racism is not of god god loves everybody be you black be you white whatever race god loves everybody jesus died for the whole world and it is his way that all men be saved our god is not partial so but even even in the church, when 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 whites and, and blacks cannot even coexist in worship, when if there's discrimination, it is not Christianly. That is not what Christ has called us into. So this the body of Christ has to project. And whatever we are projecting, we also have to back it up with prayer. Because for we God, nothing is impossible. But like um, we had in the church, that we Christians we have to take our Christianity seriously. Like we are told that both Christians and the unbelievers they are shopping in the same in the same world. There should be a, a distinction from the body of Christ and the people the, because God has sent the body of Christ to the world. There must be a distinction between the body of Christ and the world if we really, really want to project what Christ has sent us. And it also starts from prayer and also along with action. So that is what I think we can do as children of God by speaking the truth and when people come
0: to Well, we to, are supposed to speak the truth in love, right? Oh so, in love. So so mm-hmm. at what point do we uh at what point can we identify what is being speaking in love and what is not? Because whatever we fail to do as Christians has ripple effect on the development of any nation. Mm-hmm. So so at what point can we faithfully say that we are speaking the truth uh in love? but not being actively participated. So, for, for example, if they are to say they're rally today are uh, against one of the injustices that happened and I don't show up, and I say, well, we will continue to pray for them. Now, let's take that idea. So the good thing is that all three of us here, we are from Africa, right? So I'm going to use that now and dump it on Africa. So let's take that to Africa and Nigeria in particular. So right now, there is kidnapping. There is a a body tree and Boko Haram, all these terrorist people and stuff. But it's not because people don't know about it. And it's not the absence of Christianity in the politics that we will say, well, you know, the Christians are not there. And so uh, we can only continue to pray for them. But we have them there. Uh, Is it because they're not taking action as it should be? or because they're doing something but it's not being manifested? What is going on here? That's for you, uh, Mr. Oredegi.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, you see, the thing is this. Uh, when the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray, Jesus said, pray in this manner, our Father in heaven. When we pray, do we pray for particular issues? On particular issues? You see, if you look at the Lord's prayer, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth. What is his will on earth? We leave that out. And like we have said, we said we are sons of God. We manifest the sons of God. And we do know that manifestations of evil abound. We know all those, all those things. So when we pray, we are not just going to pray to say, Lord, send down your will and let's have your peace and all that, which is what most uh, denominations are praying. We have to say, even on kidnapping, let's just taking it as an example. On kidnapping, what is your will? Of course, we know God will not sanction kidnapping, but God will put it in our minds what to do about it. So the, our action is also tied to the type of prayers we make. So when we congregate on Sunday and we pray for peace and harmony and the development, you know, and all that and all that, uh, yeah, we feel happy. We do that because, you know, and my own understanding of it is that when, when you ask God to give you a word, or a way to address kidnapping God can ask you to do something that you don't think you want to do so many people are afraid to concretize their prayers so if uh, you said let us do this thing on Africa or Nigeria for example so we say kidnapping we say kidnapping okay let us put it before God and say how do we address kidnapping God can say okay you go and do so, 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 and so. When you now come up and say, this is what God told me to do, chances are that if it if it is outside the bounds of a particular denominational liturgy, they will say that God has not spoken to you. They will condemn you. If you are not strong in your faith, you are likely to say, eh, okay, I don't want to offend the authorities in the church, then you forget it. And I believe from some of the things that one has read and known, but there's a group in Nigeria called uh, uh, the Something About Apostles. I've forgotten the exact name. They are called Something About the Apostles. It is said that they meet every month and pray about certain issues and God will reveal certain things to them, and they will put it down in an actionable form and present it to some government officials, and that they have been doing it. Now, I don't, I've i forgotten the name of So that is what I'm saying, that when we pray, uh, that's why I use the example of the Lord's Prayer, the will, where your will be done on earth. My corner of the earth is in Nigeria, for example, So, what is your will about Nigeria? And if God puts the will in my mind, and I now present it to people that, look, this is what we should do. This is how God is leading you. And then 95% of the people say, you must be crazy. God cannot say that. And then I go and then hide my head somewhere and say, okay, okay. And then I still join them and we continue to pray every Sunday, and then things will start getting worse. So the issue is for those Christians, those believers who know they are God to resist being circumscribed by denominations. That is how the church can be revived. The church as we know it is just a collection of denominations that we know today. So, so to address okay. that question, yes.
0: Go ahead. Okay. So, so uh Dr. Oni, speaking of that, uh we understand that we are an advancement for Christ on this planet. I'm sure there's no dispute about that in Christendom, and we are called to shine forth, right? Let your light show shine, right? You are the sort of the word. You are the light and all that. But how do we get to shine in this world when we continue to put on hold our responsibility and things that we are supposed to do? An example. I should have started this. Let's talk about Jesus. Long ago. But I failed to do it because I keep thinking about if I do it and, you know, I started... Killing the dream on my own. For example, if we look at the Sunday school yeah. book that we had in church today, right? Fortunately enough, I was the one that thought it. And when I was doing the prep for it, and it was talking about beware of dream killer, and I was like, okay, I probably myself am the killer of my dream. But this is one of my dream right here that we are doing, and so how do we shine forth as Christian in this world? Praise
1: God. If we, want to, if we want to shine for for Christ in this world, we have to obey him to the letters. Like, I think uh, brother Odedi mentioned it that uh, at times God, te- God might tell us to do something and it might look so stupid. But if you are sure that it is the Lord that has told you to do that, <laughs> the, the 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 foolishness of God is wiser than than men so if it's god that has told you you can be sure I, before i came to, to us I, I have a pastor the pastor came to our church pastor he's a man under assignment and i know the same things with pastor Adi and our pastors whatever the lord tells us to do we have to go and do it because god knows why like when the lord told you to do this you are not the one doing it anymore it is the lord backing it up and this little thing you have started now you don't know what the Lord is going to use in it so to go back to go back to your question for us to shine as children of God we must obey God to the letters whatever he tells us to do you go and do it either it's foolish or it look stupid it is God speaking and God is in control so even when we are talking it is love it is love that will make us to say the truth like when somebody comes to me now and they uh, it comes for counseling and i say, "Oh, i don't want to offend him so i don't tell the truth it doesn't show love so it is our love for god and our love for human beings that will make us to say the truth it will make us to embark on the project that the lord has given unto us because our project we don't know what god is going to use it to do we don't know the people that he's going to deliver so There's so many things as children of God, for example, as a child of God, as much as possible, God has blessed us, not for us alone, but for people around us. We must not be selfish. And even the the gospel, we must not be selfish about it. We must not be selfish about whatever God has blessed us with. So to shine for Christ, we must be obedient, we must be selfless, we must We must obey God to the letters we must have faith in God we must just look unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith Like, do not just drop something in my heart I've been hearing it before but the Lord told me seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you so seeking God, seeking the kingdom of God first and his righteousness is doing his work is obeying is is being selfless and doing whatever he tells us to do because in that the, the, the gospel of god will be propagated because if we christians fail to do what we are supposed to do the world will just continue to go down but the Lord will give us the grace in Amen. Jesus.
0: So, so speaking of obey god to the letter i'm going to come back after this Lead me to Jesus segment, Mister Reddy. I'm going to come back to you to talk about obeying God to the letter. And that question is that are we Christians? Are we modern Christians obeying God to the letter? But before we go to that, uh, Doctor Oni, there is a segment on this program. It's called Lead Me to Jesus. It's a segment where whoever may watch this in the time to come. Or maybe watching right now and is yet to know the Lord. This is the segment where they get the opportunity to give their life to God. So I'm gonna add that segment to you to do. Just lead people to God and pray for them, and then we'll move on uh, with uh, Mr. Reddy answering my question on obeying God to the left.
1: Okay, praise God. I, I don't know as many as I as I. Watching or listening to us, um, whatever we do in life is to the glory of God. It's not for showmanship; it's for the glory of God. And we know that the Bible clearly tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. There is no one that come to the that can come to the Father except through Jesus. And the Bible says that there is only one name that a man can be saved and it is the name of jesus So there is no name under heaven that has been given that a man can be saved except the name of jesus so i want to encourage as many as are on the line to if you have not known the lord i want to encourage you give your life to jesus because a life without christ is a life in crisis and how can you give your life to jesus jesus is waiting is that is is that the door of your heart knocking that whosoever opens his heart and come to me i will come in and dine with him and my father so i want to encourage you because god loves the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life god loves you he wants you to give your life to Jesus. He does not want you to perish. So if you are ready now to accept Christ, just say, Jesus, I accept you. I, I recognize that the way I am living my life, if I, if I die or if anything happens, God will not allow me into his kingdom. And so it's an opportunity to say, Father, please forgive me. I want, I want to relinquish all I've been doing in the past I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So if you are there, say that little prayer with me. Jesus, forgive me my sins. I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior. I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior. And if you have done that, you will be transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And then the journey begins. You continue to grow and continue to grow and the lord almighty will help you in jesus name father we want to bless you for as many as have given their life to christ i pray that you will give them the grace of obedience the grace to abide and become established in the name of jesus thank you lord for in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen amen
0: amen thank you thank you so much ma god bless you all right so mm-hmm. mr Eddie. Odey- Dr. O'Neill spoke about we should obey God to the letter. And so, to the modern day Christians, are we obeying God to the letter? Hmm. Keep in mind the discussion for today nation building and the role, and of, the role Christians. of Christians.
2: Yes. Uh, that's a loaded question, which I don't think there is a particular answer to because i can't answer for you i can only answer for myself and uh, the way to answer it rather than trying to project an individual is to look at actually uh, Matthew 5 16 which says let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Uh, The operative was there for me. It says, let your light, not you as an individual, let your light. If I say I'm a child of God, and therefore I radiate the light of God in me, that radiation of light is what is to be shown before men that they will now glorify the God in me. But what happens most of the time is that we show ourselves. Uh, 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 This man there is a man of God. He's so, what is the expression? He's so anointed. He can do this, he can do that. He can turn mountains into a flat land. He can do this. That's the kind of thing we see. But when the scripture says, Let your light so shine before me, that is the light that God has given you on a particular problem. You are supposed to be the light. So, if you look at it within the context of uh, today's thing, uh, nation building and the role of Christians, that means as a Christian, you should show true light on the darkness that is enveloping the land, so that anything you say, Will bring understanding, will bring edification, will not become convoluted and will not become confused. So if you are if you are a Christian that are saying, okay, well, I'm a Christian, I'm a child of God, if my light is going to shine before men, because they will look at the source of your light. The world that is listening to you will look at the source of your light. So if I'm an academic, And I have a string of PhDs and uh, LLNs and all the rest of it. And then they say, I should come and speak on some questions of law or constitution. And I start dealing out all these authorities and all the rest of them. They will clap and say, yes, that guy knows what he's talking about, right? Because they have seen the source of my knowledge. But if I say I'm a child of God, whether I have a string of degrees or not, and I start speaking and I begin to throw light on the darkness that we are addressing. Then they will look at what is the source of this guy's light, knowledge? That is God. He says it is God. I, he, as long as I don't say it is me, I say I'm a child of God and, and I'm representing God and this. So they know. So that glorifies God. So, in answer to your question, uh, when. When Christians now speak or address this nation building and what you get is more confusion, then you can say "Eh -eh -eh that is not from God, regardless of who is speaking. If a Christian speaks and talks about nation building and you don't even understand what a nation is, it is not from God. I'm not the one speaking. I'm just interpreting this scripture in the light of my own understanding. So, uh, so because one of the ways that evil thrives is because of the lack of understanding. And the Bible says the lack of knowledge. You know, do this and that. So when you don't, when you don't increase the knowledge of people about an issue. It is not from bro you are just promoting your own life so, so
0: yes so yeah, finish, in, finish, your,
2: finish your line okay. of in answer again in answer to the question uh well if we look at it from that perspective and then you find that in nigeria as we are limiting it to nigeria for the past 50 years evil keeps compounding itself and there are so well, there are people, Christians, in government, all true, and evil keeps perpetrating itself. It is not God that is causing the issue. It is simply because those who claim to represent God are not showing the light of God. They are showing their own personal but, light.
0: So, okay, good. Um, so. Dr. Oni, he says that it, it is the people that are representing God. So at what point, because the way I look at that is basically we have people in power that are selective obedient in in time of politics now. So how can we combat selective disobedience in Christendom? Because whatever we do in Christendom, whether we like it or not, affects the world. When we, If we get it right in the Christendom, I'm sure the world will get it right. Just like if we get it right in every home, then the nation will get it right. But every home cannot get it right when Christians are not getting it right. So how do we combat selective obedience in Christian in, Christen, in Christendom with the, the question that we are talking about, nation building and the role of Christians?
1: praise God. Well, uh, to combat that, you know, when we talk, it could be individualistic, it could also be corporate. Because when, when when in the government, like when my brother said that there have been Christians in the government, it's just because they are not doing what God has sent them. So that's where I say individualism matters. So, well, it, it, it takes the grace of God and it depends on that individual that is representing God in a particular place. For example, when we look at the life of um, Daniel, Daniel was a representative of God. He, will not, he did not compromise his faith. Despite persecution, he was ready to die for his faith and the Lord helped him. And that's why as Christians, whatever we are going through, we should remember the word, word of God that says that we have not resisted temptation to the point of shedding blood. So a lot of things, a lot of circumstances confront Christians that can make them to renounce re, to their faith. So where the body of Christ comes in is this, taking our salvation seriously. Taking our salvation seriously. Because I always... Look at the, the Christians in the book of Acts. It's like they are different Christians from, where, from the Christian that we are nowadays. And Jesus has not changed. It is the same Jesus. So we need to read our Bibles and follow the precept of God. The people in the book of Acts were first of all called Christians because they were like Christ. So, if the, so I believe this problem will be tackled, one, by prayers, prayers, and I always remind God, I said, God, you said that you will build your church and the gate of fear shall not prevail. The gate of fear must not prevail in the body of Christ. If it is only two, three people that catch the revelation, we must pray so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ will not be brought to the mud. The, every church, every congregation, there must be seriousness. There must be prayer first and then preaching the raw truth in love. Correcting ourselves in love. Speaking the truth. If you see me now doing what is wrong, if you don't tell me the truth, it's because you don't like me. It's like you have a baby. You have a child. And you don't tell the child the truth. You don't bring up the child the way of truth. You know, it's, it doesn't show that you love the person. So I think Taking our Lord Jesus Christ seriously in the body of Christ is very important. And doing it in love, praying, and um, (laughs) the Lord will help us. But there has to be a change in the body of Christ. Amen.
0: All right. Thank you, man. So everybody that are watching us, this is Let's Talk About Jesus, where we discuss issues and challenges of life. And I am your host. I'm Solomon Oluabi. Thank you for joining us. All right, so Mr. Reddy speaking, uh, Dr. Oni mentioned Daniel, and Daniel was an advisor. So if you look at Daniel from the view of advisor, um. Of course, if we look at his life, you know, he was a prayer warrior person. He disobeyed the king faithfully because he was told not to pray because they they were against him and all that. So if we look at all that, right, and now an advisor. So every politician, or if not everyone, but most of them that occupy high authority in politics, they have advisor. And I'm sure there will be Christians among them. So where have they failed? Keeping in mind nation building and the role of Christians and using Nigeria as a case study.
2: Yes, uh, well, they failed because, like I said earlier, when evil keeps compounding itself certainly those who are running that show whether they are advisors or they are the principals, are failed but again you have to define what you mean by failure because for us what we term to be failure may actually be success for them
0: okay so (laughs) Let me uh, let me uh, n- uh, hammer the nail on the head. Okay. So last week, last week on this show, I was saying that Nigeria is good to some people because their family has not been kidnapped. Nigeria mm-hmm. is good to some people because their family has not been killed by the uh, the terrorists, uh, Boko Haram terrorists. The Nigeria is not bad. Because the the uh, their their family are not being robbed, and when they are going from point A to point B, they go with security. And for example, a prime example, I believe, yesterday, the governor of Benue State. And apology to everyone watching this who is not from Nigeria, but that is a prime example in this case. He said he went to his farm. I had himself speaking, so it was not that I read it that I would say this is not true. But he himself said it. He went to his farm, and he was attacked, and it then find out that there were other people that were after him to kill him, talking about Miyeti, Allah, and all that. So when we are talking about this now and using Nigeria as a prime example, so I'm talking about the banditry, for example. There are people in power that are advisor to the people that are in power, which they can tell them bluntly that, look, you guys know where this problem is. You need to resolve. The masses are suffering. But it doesn't seem as if we have Christians in any of those corners that are doing that or maybe I am wrong. They are there, but they are not knowing what they are supposed to do because anything that gets money involved is always an issue.
2: See, that's the the key. Uh, They are there. We have a vice president who is not only a Christian but also a pastor who is not only a pastor is also a top member of one of the biggest denominations in Nigeria. So they cannot claim not to know. The question is this their perception of what is good. God's and different from God's perception of what is good. That is where the whole thing lies. That's why I talked about the question of failure for one, uh, success for the other. For the vice president nigerian vice president and of course because he's a christian and i'm a christian i can talk about him and i can disagree with him also and i'm not going to disrespect him it's not a disrespect of course i don't know uh what how he carries out his spiritual stuff and praise and all that that's not the issue the issue is this he is the vice president of a country He's the, a top pastor of the biggest church, one of the biggest churches in Nigeria. And under his watch as vice president, and most of his advisors are also pastors. So under their watch, Nigeria is the way it is with all these kinds of problems. All these kind of problems had been manifesting for the past 50 60 years when the vice president this current vice president was the attorney general of Lagos state there were certain things he did in Lagos state to address some of these issues when he became vice president he couldn't do any much on that score so that's why i said that uh, is now a? Uh, of course, he will say, actually, he, were, he is one of the members of the apostles I mentioned the other time. When I said there's a body of apostles, he is one of them, according to what I read about them. So, what I'm saying is this. These people that are in government, and of course, his own, is not because he stole money or not, because there, is a, there are cases of pastors who have been found to have stolen money from the coffers are just like anyone else so those are different but these people they will come and say yes we pray and when he goes all over the place he talks about the scripture a lot Uh, we should not mind the former things we should go for the future we should go for this but the question is this you mentioned daniel daniel knew his god daniel's god ensured, uh, because he knew him, Daniel, he knows, or he knew that his God will not allow him to partake of the nonsense that was going on within the court. Why? Because he represented his people. And who are his people? Daniel was a Jew, one of God's chosen people. He recognized it, he lived it, He did not get to the court and then say, okay, now that I'm an advisor to the king and God is behind me, myself and these people are the same. No, he he insisted and he retained his identity as a Jew. Now, for the vice president of Nigeria, uh, who is also a Yoruba man, who is also a pastor, who will now come out and start uh not identifying himself as who he is as a Yoruba man but he will identify himself as a Christian he will identify himself as a pastor and a man of God and then he will say yeah we are all in this thing together so that's why I'm saying that when people when people shine their lights they are not shining the light of God They are shining their own light. So for them, Nigeria's problems are because of leadership, uh, corruption, if they can fight corruption and all this and all that. That is the definition of the problem. But for God, and I can say that also as a Christian and as a child of God, the fundamental problem of Nigeria is one of the nationalities in conflict. You are either, if you want to deny your nationality, that is where the problem comes. And Nigeria's by Nigeria, by definition, is denying everybody who they are. So to be a Daniel in Nigeria, is to insist that I'm a Yoruba man, a Christian, and this is what God has in store for Yoruba people. Any Yoruba Christian that is unable to State his identity as a Yoruba man or Yoruba woman or Yoruba person or Yoruba Christian, uh, let me just say it's wrong. I won't say it's not doing the will of God. I just say it's not addressing the issue. So that is the question you find in Africa. Uh, generally in africa and if you look at the history of christianity in africa without the translation of the english bible into yoruba land we know into yoruba language and other local languages by a yoruba person we don't know where we will be
0: what we call yeah okay go ahead okay yeah Thank, thank you so much sir so uh my last question to you uh dr oni and then we round up for today uh, i really wish we can just continue to talk uh, because you know this is very good conversation that needs to take place and i'm sure that like you said earlier that we need to obey god to the letter and part of obeying god to the letter is to make sure that we ensure that our light is shine as the bible has commanded and that we ensure that wherever we get to we should make our thoughts known so that things can be sweet, so that there can be light. And as also Mr. Reddy, he was saying that if we demonstrated that we are light wherever we find ourselves, then we will have much more better words. So to you, as this is the last question today, and I hope that uh, you will join us uh, next time when I contact you, because I really wish we don't stop this conversation, Um, but, I know that we are burned by time and then uh, you all have things to do. So, what will you this is Dr. Oni, What will you say to any Christians who I don't want to say find themselves in politics because to find yourself in politics it means it comes without you know you know you know know that you're going to be there. But in many cases, people that are there, they know they want to go in there. But what will you say to Christians who are in politics with this question in mind, nation building and the role of Christians?
1: Praise God. Thank you for the question. Well, number one, politics is not funny. I always tell people, especially because of what happened in America, in the last election, and people are saying, Christians are saying this, Christians are saying that. And I, I the question I was asking is: has God called us as children of God into politics? When did God call us into politics? God called us to build the nation by our prayers, by our by, by shine, by, by our, our life. Like the pastor minister, they said, um, Martin Martin Luther, no, this, I've forgotten his name. He said, I like your Christ, uh, Mahmoud Gandhi. He said, I like your Christ, but I do not like the way, I do not like the, the behavior of you Christians. We can never underestimate the power of prayer. John Knox, John Knox of Scotland, prayed the nation, into Christianity. It took the the king or the, the minister there that, I fear the prayer of John Knox more than the collection of the military, the military force. So we can never underestimate the place of prayer in building the nation. And it is not just ordinary prayer. God does not answer the prayer of sinners. If we call ourselves together and we are not, in alignment with god is just a waste of time so so what happened in the last politics in in america really touched me because i said god has not called us into politics god has called us to to the truth and my prayer then what is my witness i said whoever god wants to use in the land of america let him be on the throne and there was a particular man of God that told us. he said, I know that you, my children, you you all lean to one party or the other. He said, when it comes to praying for America, please be on the neutral position and let God's will be done. And we know that there is nobody that can be on the throne if the Lord does not have hand in it. And what happened in America, last politics? People see the truth like this, and, they, and they, are, they, they, are, they are deviating from the truth. When you love somebody, you should be able to tell the person that what you are doing is right or what you are doing is wrong. So coming back to your, to your question, God has called, God does not, call, if, if, some, if some place is dirty and the name of the Lord is going to be brought to the mud, you can excuse yourself out of the place. I'm not I'm not blaming anyone because whoever is in is in position, you don't know what that person is going through. You don't know. It is us, it is for us to pray for the person and not to judge or to condemn. Because that person is also there for a purpose, no matter what. So, but what I'm saying is that politics is dirty, especially in Nigeria. Before some people get to a particular place, only God knows the number of of devilish things they have done but
0: god sees so So, yes thank you politics is dirty but somebody has to play the game right yes but
1: somebody has to play the game but you if you are if you are going to play the game you have to be ready to stand for the truth if you're like daniel daniel could have also said okay i'm in a position of authority i don't want to leave i don't want to lose this position i better and play along with them. No, it stood for Christ to the extent that it almost claimed his life, but the Lord stood for him. So like I said, I'm not blaming anyone that is in politics, but let us remember, we are in this world for a short while. Our goal is that we will not miss the eternal kingdom. No matter what we have amassed in this world, our goal is that we will not miss the eternal kingdom. The Lord will help us as Christians, to do what God has called us into, in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, man. Uh, Mister Reddy, before we go, what is your advice to the people in politics in general, in nation building, and the role of Christians?
2: Okay. <clears throat> the uh, Bible says, I believe it's in. Uh, is it uh, um, Amos? I've forgotten that. God will not do anything unless He tells His prophets. There is nothing that is happening, whether in politics or in the arts or in the sciences or in anything, that is beyond God. So God, and God will always tell His prophets, "This is what I'm going to do." When we say that, uh, I mean we all came to America for one reason or the other. Why? Because we thought and we knew that the American society provided a better safety net for us. So, there must be a reason for us to leave where we left. There is a reason for us to come to where we came to. From the normal human perspective, we took certain rational decisions. Therefore, we we cannot extricate ourselves from, what, this, what is happening in the society. What do we do about it? We can also rely on our own intelligence and you know, manipulate our way, play the game and succeed. But we can also, as children of God, seek God's face and say, what am I supposed to do? Now, in the last elections, there are a lot of people who says God told them this and this and this and this and that and there are people who also said God told us this and this and this and that is that a contradiction? No you know why because deep down in your hearts you know where you stand Mm -hmm. that is why I said I relied on that quote let your light let your light so shine before men the source of your light is God and that is what is to shine before men but what is happening is that our own light is what we are promoting so if you find 10 christians they can tell you 10 different things that god told them that will appear to be in contradiction but there's no contradiction because there is a scripture that you can use to define what is true so during the last election there were those of us who said this is what god said we know we are telling the truth and it happened and we had no apologies about it and we knew we up to the point that the way the second kings it was a direct message from god that second kings 19:32 to 35 there was no ambiguity about it now it may not be popular nobody knows us And those who know them, they have shown where they are. So at every point in time, please, quickly, I won't waste your time. I know time is gone. At every point in time, that's why, you know, I started by saying we must know our God. When you know your God, your God will tell you, what would, that's why Daniel said they will do exploits. What is exploits? You are doing something out of the ordinary. But most of the time, we rele, we relegate ourselves to that ordinary because we can shine in that ordinary. But when God says, do this, it might not even mean you may not even be known. And you have to battle with that because then the, 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 the human or the evil nature comes in who is listening to me? Like uh, Solomon said, when he said he had a dream, this uh, program and all this and all that, even if I come to him, if I do it, who will listen to me? Uh, oh, I'm not yet ready. I've not been made this, I've not been made that. So those are the kind of things that happen. And when you translate that onto the general arena, uh, uh, and I pray it will not happen to Solomon, who uh, will I be here, that he will not be thinking of himself as a radio host, uh, you know, as a popular radio host making millions of dollars and all the rest of it on the radio program. No, but when he positions himself as to, okay, this is what God has placed before me and I'm doing it, then it will serve his purpose. It may not even be his his, uh, influence may not even be for 100 people. It may be for only one person. So, as long as he recognizes the fact that it is the light of God that is passing, it is not his business to know whether he has a major audience. Of course, he will make an attempt to reach all the audience, but just shine that light of Christ. And that is why we are not effective in affecting nation building effective because they blend into the evil into the society and they are not uh doing exploits let me let All me right. so,
0: <laughs> thank you and thank you and thank you so i'm gonna to end today's program with this comment from uh Mrs. Ibirunke Oluokon, and she says, a Christian's identity is only being Christian alike. That is a message on its own when you look at the life of Christ and what we are supposed to be going after as Christians. When you look at Nehemiah, a nation builder, when you look at Joseph, an economist, when you look at Daniel, an advisor, And so when you also look at Esther, so the women won't say I didn't mention uh, women. So when you look at Esther as the advocate, you know, Queen Esther as the advocate. So you will see, and then when Christ now came, you know, in the New Testament, so this uh, comment by Mrs. Olokun, a Christian's identity is only being Christian alike. And so the question that every one of us, I'm talking now every one of us in Christendom and everyone that will be hearing this, whatever your faith is, is what can I do to contribute to a better nation? What can I do to make my nation a better nation? And so wherever you are is your nation, but keep in mind you came from somewhere, uh, that now is especially for people like us, right? Those of you that migrated to another place, another location for better uh, living, which is good. But keep in mind, what can I do to better my nation, both where I'm living and where I originated from? So that is all we have for you can today. Can I quickly,
2: um, can I quickly just chip in just for thirty seconds? Oh, okay, because
0: 30 seconds, okay. when we
2: say when we say a Christian's identity is being Christ-like. You uh-huh. have to know who is Christ. Who is that Christ? And Christ defined Himself by saying, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I have been anointed to set the captives free to look for a team. So that has defined Christ. And then Isaiah 9, six he says that a, unto us a child is born and the government will be upon him. So that has defined Christ. So if you want to be, if you want, if you say that your Christian identity is to be Christ-like, then you follow the footsteps of Christ. So, and and then Christ addressed the economic, political, social, and cultural issues of his day. So a Christian
0: today, Yes, A- thank and you. That, and thank that you is God why, God. and uh, that is one of the reason why. And our uh, Mrs. Oni, uh, Doctor Oni, you are going to have thirty seconds too. I want to be, I want to <laughs> put the cookie and just sit in now. But I'll come to you Maria. I wish this program is not heavy <laughs> right now, right? But but um, in, in what you're saying that Christ exemplifies everything we can think about on this planet, and so that is what we are supposed to model after. You know, we are supposed to follow Christ. You mentioned something about the fruits. So I want you to say something about that, Dr. Oni, and then I will round it up for the day. Thank
1: you, thank you. In
0: 30 okay. seconds,
1: yes. So Christ-likeness is being like Christ, and Christ, like when we were studying the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit depicts Christ. So, in so as Christians, we must be at the fruit of the spirit. And what, what is the fruit of the spirit? Peace, love, gentleness, faithfulness. I, I know I I can't remember, eh? if, you can, if you can help me. So, now, peace, joy, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and so on. So, if, as Christians, we are to bear this fruit. Christ must be seen in us. So, and the Lord will help us all in Jesus' name. It is our goal to be like Christ, and every child of God must aspire to be like Christ so that the light of christ can be seen in us and when we do that we'll be able to bring people into the kingdom of god praise
0: god thank you thank you thank you thank you i really appreciate you dr Mister Daddy. thank you so much uh this is really good and to every viewer i just want to say thank you and whenever you watch this program knowing that we are doing this because christ has given us the victory and so Wherever you watch it, uh, please know that this is Let's Talk About Jesus. Uh, and the topic for today that we have looked at is really a deep uh, topic to talk about. So this is like kind of a, an introduction to it because we are going forth and back to take piece by piece uh, instead of really concentrated. So I'm hoping that my guests on this program today, they will, you know, give me another date, hopefully very soon, so that we can come back. To actually pinpoint when we are talking about nation building for example we can come and use uh, uh, Daniel as a case study and then we'll be able to really look deep into it or we can come and look at Joseph as a case study so whenever you watch us and whenever you watch this know that Christ loved you okay without him you are nobody all right so this is let's talk about Jesus I am Solomon Oluwabe and of course next week Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern time i'm going to be bringing you another guest on this program and i can't wait for that day thank you so much mr Dedede and dr Oni. have a wonderful thank week
1: thank, thank you god bless